What's up and welcome to another episode of Black in the Maritimes. I'm Fidel and we have a special guest. Uh, we have, you know, the I'm going to before I get the introduction, the word, uh, it's the first time I actually say this word and I had to I actually had to figure out what it was. Mixed media artist and graphic designer, which is part of the mixed media artistry. Uh, Chris Thomas. Chris, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. No, I, I really, I saw your article on the CBC. I saw the video and I found it quite interesting. And we're going to get to that eventually. Uh, oh, how the CBC article came up and what you do with Lego creations and things like that. So uh, let's start from the beginning. Where did you grow up? How did you grow up? Well, I, I grew up in Toronto, uh, born and raised. And I, I lived there for 40 years and uh, moved here five years ago. And uh, I did art over there as well. So um, I, just, I wanted to continue doing my art. It's funny, I did art uh, in Toronto, like I said, uh, before I had kids. So then now I have them. They're uh, six and four now. So it's a little different now. So I wasn't sure if I was going to continue with what I was doing, but I can't stop. So I got to keep going with my art so I can't give up. Yeah, it's just a little. Yeah, and that's actually good. Yeah, it's good because I. Uh, they opened my eyes to some things, right? So, like, I, I didn't touch Lego for, like, since, like, the 90s. Like, early, like, probably late 80s, early 90s. And uh, I haven't touched it since. And then my boy, he's into uh, Lego. So, I kind of got back into it by, like, oh, yeah. like So, it's, like, a lot different than it was back then. So, um, I, I just picked it up again. And then I started using that. So, that became the medium. Lego became the medium for this latest project. So, yeah. Nice. So, so. Let's go. Like when people say Toronto, Toronto is a huge city that like there's North York, Brampton, Mississauga, mm -hmm. Scarborough. What, what, what part of Toronto were you where were you born and raised? I was born in uh, at St. Joseph Hospital, which is in Parkdale. But um, I was raised in Mississauga. I moved back to Toronto in my adult years. So um, I lived in Parkdale for about 12 years. And um, yeah, it's an art community. It became like the, one of the biggest art communities in Toronto. So I've been uh, just influenced by just the people around me and the graffiti in that area is pretty awesome. So it's like yeah, a big influential part of my art comes from Parkdale. Oh, really? So Parkdale's like, could we say it's like the Soho of New York? Like that's like the art I would, say, I would say so. Yeah, there's a lot of cool shops and bars and galleries. It was like, it's, the, it's the hipster part of the town. Like, um, it, it became the hipster part of town. It wasn't like that in the 80s. Um, it just became like that. It became that over the years and it's gentrified, really. So, yeah, it has changed over the years for sure. Oh, wow. So, let's say, like, Toronto, it's like they say, it's like the melting pot of Canada. They sell, right. they, well, they say Toronto is the melting pot, like they took Canada as the melting pot, but that's not really the truth. It's Toronto, maybe Montreal and Vancouver. So yeah. was it a melting pot for you as well when you were in school? Like, was it diversified? You had a lot of people of different races and colors or, or was not it a different 80s. experience for you? Yeah, not in the 80s. In Mississauga, it was like, we we're like one of the first black families that lived in Mississauga. So uh, when you look at my school pictures, you see I was the only black kid, me and one other guy, Owen, we were the only black kids growing up in Mississauga. So 
it wasn't easy growing up to tell you the truth, but uh, over the years, it got like the more diverse, but it didn't start out that way. Right. So, uh, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, okay. totally different ahead, than it was when I, it's a lot different now than it was in the eighties. But like, I, that's why when I, when I moved here, it kind of reminds me of the eighties. Like, like, uh, here is almost like 20 years behind Ontario to tell you the truth. Cause I, is not as diverse. It's getting a little better now, but it always wasn't, it's not the case here. Right. So yeah, it's starting to change though. Yeah. Yeah. I've been here for 13. And uh, if you've been here in five, I've been saying what you have said for 13 years. Like it's like, it's, it's sort of like you're in a different time what you are in a different time zone in Canada, but it's usually right. like new Brunswick. It's years behind what's happening yes. in like, Ontario or Montreal right. and we're like we're like an hour and a half flight we're not that far away but 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 it is behind on a lot of stuff that you see you're like oh, how come we don't do this this way or how come we do that that way so well, a lot of a lot of the families from like the Caribbean um they moved to like that family that lived in Toronto or Montreal like none of, none of the family actually really lived out this far so they had no reason to come out this way all right so like my parents came, my dad's from Jamaica, my mom's from Barbados, and uh, they had aunts and uncles that lived in Toronto, so that they ended up going to Toronto. But they had, if they had family here, they would have, but no one really comes this far, right? So people start to move out this way now, so it's changing. Yeah, it's uh, it, again, it, it's not the first thing. Again, when people think about Canada, they think about Vancouver, Toronto, Montreal, uh, sometimes Edmonton. Uh, but that's about it. Nobody thinks about, uh, you know, Peterborough or uh, Red Deer or PEI. Right, right. <laughs> like, yeah. that, that's not a good thing. So you mentioned you were like two black kids to school. You were the only two black kids on an all white school in Ontario, in Toronto, which is a big place. Uh, yeah. Was that ever felt or was that something or everybody just took it normally? Because you said it was the 80s. It wasn't it wasn't like now that now it's like predominantly. But back in the 80s, I wasn't where it's like it was it the same thing, like what kids happens here in, in like all oh, your hair or your color or somebody makes you feel different, things like that. Yeah. yeah, I had that. Like, I didn't really realize until people tell you, hey, man, you know, you're black. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, you know, you don't you're a kid. You don't really care about that stuff. But then people kind of like point it out. Like, but like, you know, you kind of got to, I had to grow a thick skin, like build a wall up, like sometimes, like, you know, like people, I go, I was like, tease you and, you know, but it's kind of got to be strong, you know, like I had to like, I, I had my brother as well growing up. So like, we always, we played with each other and like, I had friends, you know, but uh, you got to like prove yourself almost. So yeah, but like I said, over the years, it got better and better. So we started off as a two and then next in the next year there was like three of us and four or five and also i got a little better so yeah that was the 80s like mississauga in the 80s was like a little rough right well i i mean i i i can see that it's it's uh again canada is it's kind of it's a nice place to be but it, it has its own things and but the things are like in hidden spots. So that's why it's a little bit hard to tell sometimes. That's why I ask people because it's so different when you compare to here in Ontario, because it's such a big place, you yeah. never know what decade and how and how it used to go. So 
going to school, was that when you fell in love with art or was it when you went to Parkdale, when you moved, when you were like a grown person and went to Parkdale? That's what, when you came with art or was it well, before? Uh, it was kind of before. Um, growing up, I was, I was always into drawing and building things and was using my imagination to build things. But I guess over time, I was, I, I was influenced by, by, by the music. Like get into hip hop and like that was like my big influence for a lot of my stuff. So a lot of my ideas come from the music and just the culture in general. So over the years, I build my skills up, but I was always into art. But then I always thought like, hey, I saw like my friends doing like art shows. I'm like, I want to do, I could do an art show. Like I got the, the skills to do something like that. So then you build networks over the years. And then before you know it, you're able to do your own show. I did an art show back in 2014 in Toronto and it was like, it was awesome. Then that's where like the whole diorama, the love for diorama started. This one and I started creating things here as I moved here and uh, using the, like using the Lego. Cause I, I realized that Lego has changed over the years and like, you could do a lot more with it now than you could. So I was like, oh, I started playing with it again. Like, oh, this is cool. And I started building cities and like, oh, this looks pretty dope. So kept going and going, right? But art's always a part of my life. Oh, that's cool. And and again, you said you were in the 80s and hip hop. And if I'm not mistaken, that's the when people like Michi Me, Claire, uh, what's the other guy that he lives in, in New Brunswick now? Uh, uh, Maestro. Maestro Fresh West. Like yeah. that's where the incep inception of hip hop starting and graffiti and breakdancing were. So that was part of your influence. Did you ever get to like the graffiti art or any type of that I movement? Did. Yep, I got into that stuff. Uh, like, uh, I say like early high school, I started getting into it. And then you read the source magazine and you see like they're like pages uh, dedicated to graffiti. And, you know, you go and study like um, there's no cell phones back then, but you couldn't really take snaps. But, but you go downtown and try to redraw some of the stuff that you see on the walls there. Because Toronto is a big graffiti culture, pretty big, like just like, just like Montreal. They got this lot of big, lot of street art there. So then you get, um, they even have graffiti shops in Toronto. That's how, that's how, how big of influence graffiti is. So yeah, like the music and the graffiti, just the culture, hip hop culture is like my main influence for a lot of things. Oh, wow. That, that's cool. I mean, I, I didn't know about that, that they had like a, like a graffiti shops and graffiti arts. And... Oh yeah. There's like a few of them around town. You buy, you buy your paint, you buy the markers, you buy books, toys, everything. Right. That's pretty dope. Oh, wow. That, that's pretty cool. I, I definitely have to check that because, yeah, you usually see Montreal and and right now uh, the Maritimes is getting like festival inspired. Shout out to Lisa and the people that do that. They they kind of do a little bit of street art, but it's still more kind of fancy, Nancy, Clancy. It's not like street graffiti right. type of style, uh, yeah. but but it's getting there. It's getting there here. So, I mean, one of the things that I wanted to ask you is that you are a parent a kid of immigrants and you right. said you studied uh graphic design that was the, that's what you studied right yes so as again as parents of immigrants usually people want to be doctor engineer like like you know that that seven like what happened when you'd say okay i'm gonna be a graphic designer what was your your parents reaction uh they they don't understand like they still don't understand what i do right so I have a creative energy that I, I just, I have to do what I do. Like, you know, I, I originally, I wanted to be a police officer and they kind of 
steered me away from that. I wanted to be in the army. They didn't want me to do that. So I was, I was like, so then um, I wanted to be a social uh, worker at one point, but then I just, I'm like, I got too much creative energy for that kind of stuff. So I went to school for advertising design and I did that for a while. And then um, I didn't even finish because what I did was um, I worked on my portfolio and then someone saw my portfolio and I was able to get a job just from my portfolio work. So I started getting into advertising and then while I was in advertising, I did graphic design on the side. So I was actually, um, uh, sorry, a art director. So I was into art. So I had to do the art side of the ads and stuff. So then graphic design became a thing Then I started doing that. Then I started doing uh, freelance work, but my parents don't understand that you can make a living off of art. So like they're all about, like they're blue collar workers. Both my parents are, they were anyways, but uh, my dad had two jobs working like, uh, you know, blue collar stuff. My mom had a blue collar job. So they're always about work is blue collar. They don't understand that you can make money off of doing something that you're passionate about. So I'm showing them the way now. They're still trying to get it, but uh, they're getting it. You know, I got to be me. I got to do me. That's how it is. Yeah, and and that's the way to go. And, and that's the reason I ask, because, like, when you are, it doesn't matter if they're West Indian, uh, Latinos, or Asians. It's usually doctor, engineer, lawyer. Like, those right. are the three tops because they understand how it works. But if right. you tell them, I'm going to be a graphic designer or a vocal coach or, let's say, a, a sound engineer, they're like, what the hell is this? Right. Yeah, and, uh, so, that, so that's all, like, like I tell my kids, do what do what makes happy like so like if it makes you happy and you can make a, a somewhat of a living off it do it right just be good at what you do like so my parents are starting to see it now like boy you're on the tv like wow so it's they're happy for me right yeah no that's that's good that that's advancing so you're in toronto you again you're working of art you 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 work at an advertising agency uh, you do graphic design. When was your like? You said you did an art exhibit. Like, was that your like big break breaking into art, or was it before that art exhibit? No, uh, I was always doing um, graphic design for promoters in the city. So I did a lot of flyer designs and logo design stuff like that. But keep in mind, like while I'm doing, like, while I'm a graphic designer, I, I left advertising in 2004 because I just I need to do other things. I was just, so I went and got a blue collar job. So I wasn't doing my blue collar job and doing graphic design as well. So uh, my parents are happy about that, right? But you know, also I I got into art by this graphic design. I'll say back in 1997 is when I really got into doing graphic design, and then you build your skills over the years. But I got into art. I'll say graphic design in 1997, and just doing uh, design work for uh, promoters in the city, like flyer design for parties. And I did, I did a lot of that. So that's how I broke into the scene. People knew who I was. Then I got into dioramas, I'd say in about 2012, maybe. I started doing things and I started building like these little buildings. I'm like, oh, these are kind of cool. And then I started building more and more. And then my wife's like, okay, we got to do something with these. So I'm like, okay, let's put on an art show. So I went and I did an art show and I, it was a big success back in 2014. And I knew I was going to do another art show one day. But then, like, we moved here, and I thought, hey, I'd like to do an art show one day, but we'll see what happens. And, like, the pandemic happened. So as the pandemic hit, I was, like, just building stuff out of Lego with my son. Then I started making these buildings. I'm like, oh, these are 
pretty dope. So I kept going and going. And then my wife again is like, you got to do something with these. Like, okay, we'll put on an art show one day. So once the pandemic kind of mellows out, we can do something then. So that's what happened. So then we put on the show a couple of weeks ago. It was a big success. Right. So very happy to keep doing art. Yeah, but you know, consistency is the key, and uh, and that's what what people don't sometimes don't understand that you know it may not happen right now, but if you keep doing it over the years, it it, it will happen. It's just yeah. keeping doing it. So so you mentioned wife, kids, uh, 2014. I'm assuming, and again, because I I just met your lovely wife, I'm assuming that's the reason that you moved to the Maritimes because I don't think you were the kind of guy like let me move to Fredericton just for the hell of no. it. Like how did that yeah. happen? Well, I met my wife 2010 uh, in Toronto. Uh, she's, a, she's a school teacher and uh, we met and uh, she, like, you know, uh, she's from the Maritimes. But uh, when I had my blue collar job back in the day, I always worked with Maritimers and these guys are always passionate about the Maritimes. Like, oh, I love it there. I can't wait to move back. And like, what is this big deal about the Maritimes? Like, I don't know, I don't, I've never been there before. I never, I heard about it quite a bit though. And uh, I met her, and she, uh, she says, oh, I'm from New Brunswick. I'm like, oh, cool. So then the, year, the first year that we met, we went to her brother's wedding back in Miramichi. And uh, that's where she's from originally. And, um, yeah, this, I fell in love with the Maritimes. It's coming here. I don't know what it is. There's a magic here that you just can't really explain. So then I fell in love with the Maritimes, and then we got a cottage here, even though we lived in Toronto. Um, we, had, we had a cottage. And then we come back every year and I just fell in love with the place. But then, then we got married in 2013. And uh, it was my idea to move back here because we bought a house in Toronto and then we sold it. And so let's get out of here. Look what you can get for a house in the Maritimes. Let's go. And she's like, okay, cool. So then uh, we, like we quit our jobs and we moved out here, sold our house. We moved out here and I'm just, this is it now. I'm not moving back. You know, I went back. Oh, wow. So it was, so was your idea to, to, to move back here. We talked about it before and uh, after we got married, but then uh, I was the one that said, yo, let's, uh, let's, I was in between jobs at this point. Uh, we just had a kid. So uh, I was in between jobs. I'm like, I was just like, man, let's, let's go, let's sell it and go. Let's see what happens. And then went on, uh, went online, looked on MLS and I saw houses. And I was like, yeah. I think we should do it. And then I convinced her and then she's like, okay, let's do it. And then that was, it was my idea pretty much to move back out here. Oh, wow. This is the first, I think the first time I'm, I've been doing this for around four or five years, this podcast. I think you're yeah. the first black person that actually said like, oh, I actually decided uh, yeah. to move here with my wife that was at the Maritime. So that, that that's kind of cool. And yeah. I lived in, when I when I came from the Dominican Republic, I actually lived in Miramichi for three months. In the yes. summer, it's a lovely place. Lovely right. place. Right. Yeah, yeah, like the, the river and, and things like that. So definitely that's that's a, that's a good thing that, that you know, you, you kind of appreciated it. And, and you know, uh, and again, you said like blue collar jobs, just to tell people blue collar jobs are like skilled or unskilled labor work, like the jobs that most people do every day. So yeah. some people that don't know the meaning of it. So in that case, you you're, you've been into art your whole life. And and again, you get the Lego exhibition here in in Fredericton. You did it yeah. la last week, you said, right? Two weeks ago. OK, so you got 
into Legos before when you were a kid and then your right. son, the pandemic came and your son and you got into into Legos uh, now. Now, how long does it take to build something that you did uh, in Legos? Like what's the, the what's the time lapse? Uh, two years. Wow. Two years. Yeah. I started off with one. And I'm like, hey, this looks cool. And um, I, was, I was studying like um, Toronto and New York storefronts. And like I love old storefronts, I love old history like that because we're all like this, like they're dying off now, right? So uh, I was like, yeah, I kind of want to uh, preserve that kind of history. So I started building, started making buildings, and like I started off doing Toronto and New York stuff, but I was like, oh, it's not really relatable here. So I was like, okay, let me switch some of these, like let me switch these buildings to Fredericton businesses. And I was like, oh, it looks cooler, even though it was like it's like a Toronto look, uh, but it's like has the Fredericton name on it, like the business name. And it's like, this looks so much cooler. So then I started building and building and then two years in the making, I was like, that was, okay, now it's time to like put it on display. And uh, the people loved it. So, I mean, my kids are into Legos and uh, my partner, uh, she discovered Legos because of my kids. I remember, I, I remember that we bought a Lego for one of my kids Mm -hmm. And she helped them build it. And then right. like a week after I see another Lego and I'm like, oh, somebody bought a Lego from for and then it's no, no, it's for me. I like I'm building it. I'm like, really? Right. It's like, yeah, I like the organization and like the I, she likes like the the structure of it. So right. what did get you into Legos? What what did it get? Like, what was your thing about getting into it? Well, for me, uh, I'm a kid at heart. I can't I'm not going to lie. I, I love toys like I, I still have my own like collection of other toys that my kids I have them on display in my garage um I take like these little mini cars and I kind of beat them up and make them like look rusty and so that's like a thing that that's another one of my side projects that I do I take like these metal uh display cars uh, you want me to get one to show you yeah go ahead go ahead yeah yeah, you yeah give me two seconds I'll bring it back all right yeah, I got them on display in my garage but um like I take these cars you can see that. Mm -hmm. I, oh. oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know if you can see. Hold on one second here. Yeah, I, I totally beat them with the hell out of them. And So you're trying to, like, what? what's the concept of that? Like, you're trying to do, like, a junkyard, or you're trying to put them, like, like to yeah, the present like, age? The, like, what? This is the way I just like that. Over the years, what they look like, if they're sitting in the yard for, like, uh, 40 years, like, they're all beat up, and then they get restored. Someone come and buy this car and restore it. But I like the way they look over like over time. They just get beat up and rusty. So I got a whole a whole collection of them that I've done. So yeah, like I said, art man, like creativity. Like I got I got so many different toys that I play with and like I turn into art pieces. So I'm a kid at heart. So it doesn't take much for me. My my son's like, hey, can you play with me? I'm like, sure. So I got down on the floor of them, started playing with the Lego. I'm like, oh yeah, that that feeling came back about like connecting the bricks and. Like uh, creating your own pieces, I was like, oh yeah, that feeling came back. So I'm like, yeah, I like that. It doesn't it doesn't take much for me to pick up a toy, even a model train or something. I could pick up that, and I'll play with that. And my son's like, oh, like I want to build these buildings. Like, let's do it. So it doesn't take much for me to get into the toys. So I'm a kid at heart. So when your kid says like, Daddy, I want to play with the art piece. Like, what do you say to him? Like, no, or like, how does that conversation nope. go? This is daddy's toys. You got your own. I got mine. Like mine are on the shelf. You can't touch these. Right. But um they they know. 
they asked before, like, oh, daddy, can I see one of your cards? I'm like, sure, I'll take it off and give it to them. Okay, give it back. And then I put it back up on the shelf. So yeah, like once it, once they get older, they'll like my dad, my my sorry, my son asked me all the time, Daddy, how do you how do you rust these cars? I'm like, I'll show you one day. Don't worry, I'll show you. Right. So he's 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 learning. He wants to do the stuff that daddy does, right? So I'm glad to be an inspiration. They inspire me, so I gotta inspire them as well to do this kind of stuff. So yeah, it's it's fun. I gotta have a lot of fun doing it. Oh, that's pretty that's pretty cool. And and I mean, uh, the fact that you were able to get creative with those things like the cards and the Lego, it, I think it, it also stimulates your kids because he's like, how does he do that? And then, you know, yeah. and he's they're little. So they're like sponges. So they they kind of yeah. start learning and start seeing that. So how did the arts machine come around? Did you reach out to somebody? Did somebody reach out to you? How did that come about? How did, how, how did the art show start? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. um I I know people in that, that live here um, through my wife. Like I met I've made friends through her through like for over the years. So um, a friend of mine, Zach, owns the Cap downtown Fredericton, and upstairs not really being used for anything, but it's a nice open space, beautiful space. So I approached him saying, "Yo, I got this idea that I want to do like put all these uh, pieces on display." He said, yeah, "Yeah, let's do it." So I, I'm like, "Yo, pick the date. October first was the date." He goes, yeah, we can do it. Let's do it. So I told him what the concept would be. And uh, he's like, yep. So he's like, you have free range to do whatever you want. So, yeah. So I was able to do a show. Um, I showed him like some of the pieces where they understood the concept of the show. He's like, yep. And like, next, you know, like, it's just like, it blew up. Kind of thing. It's, it's pretty dope. Yeah. So what was the reception? How many people? Was it like a one night? Or was it like a whole week? How, how was it? It was a one-day show. It was supposed to be from 1 to 8 originally. That's what the poster said. But then I was asked to extend it to 1 a.m. So a lot more people came through. So I'll say about maybe 500 people or so came through and checked it out. And they, they loved it. So people kept coming back, bringing friends back. And they, I was there till 1 o'clock. So it was a one-day thing. But uh, I like to do, like, I got asked to do um, a thing at the Beaverbrook Gallery. That's going to be in February, though, of next year. But I'll be putting it on display again in February. That's another one-day thing. But uh, hopefully someone will want to uh, put it on a permanent display somewhere. So, yeah, it was a one-day one day deal, but it was cool, you know? Oh, wow. So 500 people went by? That's Oh, yeah. It's crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. So, I mean, and the reason I ask is because... It, it's it's kind of hard to live not to live out of but to, even to show your art it, it's kind of hard uh, like there's there's not enough spaces and, and things like yours that are pretty creative uh the fact that you were able to to pull this off and, and put the Fredericton business and put the like the town in display uh and actually to show it to people right that that's something that you don't hear about it much from anything other than like maybe in the summer when inspire festival comes out and things like that mm -hmm. uh so so that's something that that's quite inspiring and, and also you know uh there's not a lot of black people doing the stuff that you're doing, especially in the Maritimes. Like uh, I know Nova Scotia is a different place and Nova Scotia that has different artists and, and they, they have different types of arts there, but in New Brunswick, it's not a, it's not a personal thing. So, mm -hmm. I mean, what, what made you like 
go and and say like you found you had to do it mostly yourself like you had to find the venue and you were lucky that your friend has a venue and you and you did it like that and now it it started it started going from there uh mm -hmm. was this something that you had in mind before uh, and you didn't do it because of time or was it something that just popped up because of the pandemic you had time and you're like okay let me let me do this now, now that i have time yeah the pandemic gave me time for sure because um it's a um like focus on building things but um like i said like i got this creative creative energy in me i just gotta do it i have to do it um even if i people said you can't do it here you can't do it there i'll find somewhere to do it i have to do it you know what i mean like you gotta have the confidence to actually just do it you know what i mean like um like, like i said i'm an artist and this is like this is what i do this is what i have to do so it's gonna get displayed some one way or another even I gotta rent a bus and like put shelves up in this bus and have you come through this bus and look at it. That's what I'll do. Like, you know what I mean? I gotta put it on. So, um, like I said, like uh, I've been doing art forever and I'm gonna continue to do it. So I just have to figure out how, where I'm gonna do it and how I'm gonna do it and just do it. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, shout out to the people at the cap. I mean, if they let you do that like that, I mean, hopefully they, they'll let you do many more of that. So. Uh, what inspires you to do things like like what doesn't what does inspire you to create like is it something or is it just like it's you're in your your mind is all it's racing all the time to create stuff my mind how does is it work always going so i okay so i have a day job as well like i do graphic design and i do art and i have a day job where i'm a courier in the city of fredericton so i'm driving around all the time taking in sights and sounds and i'm a very detail-oriented person so I look at the way the garbage is sitting on the ground. I look at the way these bricks are kind of like broken in this building. I look, I take it all in and I go home and I figure out how I'm going to recreate it. So that I use, I sit there, I can take a picture of it. I'll just keep it in my memory because I got this crazy memory. My wife would tell you about my memory saying he's nuts. But uh, I, I remember it, the fine details of everything. So I just go back and I reapply it. I, I really, I, the realism is everything to me. Like, some of these buildings will look a little too real after that, and people are like, that's Lego? What the hell, how's that Lego? It, it is Lego, but the way that I weather the buildings, like I take them and I, I'll i beat up some parts and I'll put like dirt on it and it just looks like a realistic piece. It's like, um, I had to take the cartoon, like some of the stuff is cartoony, like the Lego stuff, but I started do, doing it my way and it just became like super realistic. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. So. I take in sights and sounds and details is my big thing. Oh, wow. So you, would you say you have like a photographic memory? Would that be the, 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 yeah, I got the a correct? Photographic I got a photographic memory. And uh, yeah, and I, I, I see things kind of done before they're done. I don't know if that makes sense, but like I can sit there and like, okay, I'm going to make, I'm going to recreate this building that I see downtown and I can go home and I can figure it out. Uh, I look at pictures of it. I go on Google Maps quite a bit and look at different angles and like, I can recreate this. So then I just do it. And like I details, I, I'll break it down. If it doesn't look right or feel right, I'll break it down, rebuild it again. But uh, details is my big thing. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. I mean, and that, that's definitely in the mind of a creative when, when you look at things and you, and you look, how, how can you do that? Or how can you modify it? Or how can you do it better? Or how can you do something with it differently? And, and then you find the resources to do it. So that that's definitely pretty cool. So, what do you think the future projects would be like? What would you like to do next now that you got like some buzz about this uh, Lego uh, art gallery or Lego Lego uh, modification that you did at the city? Yeah, uh, 
I don't know what's next. Um, I could might continue doing some more uh, Fredericton stuff because I got a lot of um, feedback from people at the show saying, "Hey, when you build this, when you build that." So it's like, oh yeah. So you know, I'm gonna I'll probably do another one eventually, but um, I'm not really sure what's next. You never know what's next with me, right? Because I, I I'll bring something else at you, and you'd be like, "Oh wow!" Like you you never know like what I'm gonna do next. So I like to keep creating. I'm like then my wife is like my my soundboard so like i'd be like listen i got this idea she's like okay let's hear this now so like i always have something on the go like she goes oh yeah um, like, that's a good idea so then you know figure it out and uh, i got a friend of mine that wants to do an art show in new york so i might be doing that as well so yeah just you never know what's next wow that's amazing new york that that would be cool like if you can do and again i don't know because of my partner I, i i was able to go into this lego rabbit hole and there's like lego olympics and lego contests and there's like there's a, like a whole bunch of stuff and there's like an area of that so hopefully if you ever get the chance to showcase that on that lego world uh that's definitely something that will that will be so cool so i i wasn't able to go to this uh gallery i saw it because of the cbc article which you can check at the video of cbc but if people wanted to see this art like is there a picture is there a way that we can see it how like what you did uh i'm posting stuff on my instagram i have an instagram account uh small town nb so hashtag small town nb and you can see some of the, the stuff there on display and um like i said uh, i'm going to be doing a show in february at the beaverbrook gallery I was asked to put my stuff on display there and have like a workshops and teach people how to do some of this stuff. So yeah, it's, it's going to be around, right? This is just the beginning. So like the people are asking, like they want to see it permanently. So I'm going to try to get it somewhere permanently. But um, just right now, I just got to like, just keep doing my thing. And some people ask me for custom work now. I'm like, oh, can you build this for me? I'm like, yeah, sure. I could do that. You know? So Yeah. Oh wow! So it's like snowballing. Like it's it's going for it's going to different places now. Like custom it building is. or like this. Oh, that's so cool! Uh, I was so, told yeah, today. I, mean, I was told today that uh, I was on the national last night. I'm like what? Like so, I got people from Vancouver and all across Canada hitting me up saying, "Yo, man, I saw your thing on the TV last night." I'm like I didn't know it was going on the national. I like it's just it's on nationals Twitter today, and that's blowing up as well. So I was like, wow, it's just like. They came to my house and like the CBC came to my house and recorded this thing and it just kind of blew up as it's going all over the country now. So I'm like, cool, right? So oh, that that's cool. That's very very cool. And that's how I found out when I saw that. Uh, again, I I been a contributor for CBC Radio for many years and and they have given they have a this page called Black in Canada. Uh, mm -hmm. that they showcase a lot of uh, black people from all over the country. And uh, we've, I've been showcased there and, and I checked that out and I saw you there. And what Boris is like, wow, he's in Fredericton and he's doing a Lego thing, uh, uh, which is like the two things that I was like, that it, that is cool. And I'm glad that they they video they video you instead of doing an article because you kind of have to see it. Like it's not something right. like if you write about it, you, it doesn't feel the same because you're telling the story, right? Right. And that's, I think, I think that's, uh, so what's the Instagram page again? So people want to see it. Um, hashtag small town and B. All right. So, uh, I'll definitely check it and, and we'll share it at the black and the maritimes.com as well, just to check the, 
the Instagram page and things like that. So I have one last question for you because I get, I think this is a pretty interesting stuff that what you've been doing and, and I, and I hope you keep doing it. I mean, I hope you keep doing most of the stuff and, and we'll be able to showcase it. Uh, my last question for you is what does it feel to be black in the Maritimes? Uh, it um, kind of brings me back to the eighties, tell you the truth, uh, in Ontario. Um, it's not as diverse here is getting there. I'm not sure what it's like where you are, but uh, here um, there's new families coming in now, so it's, it's changing a bit. But um, oh man, I'm just I'm just I do me all the time. I'm just I just do my I'm the guy. I just do my thing. I don't really care what people do or say about me. You see me driving around Fredericton in a '73 Chevy Nova, playing MF Doom. Like I do me all the time. Like you're like who's that guy? You know what I mean? Like I just I don't know, I just do me, man. Like, I don't really worry about what people do or say, but yes, I'm black in the Maritimes, but deal with it. You know what I mean? I'm not going back to Ontario. So, man, this is like my home. So, like, I, I gotta be myself, man. Like, you don't like it? Sorry, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I, 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 I could see that. And I'm in Moncton, so I'm not that far away from Fredericton. And it's similar, it's similar everywhere. And even if you're in like, Nova Scotia, which in Halifax, I think I think to some people it's the same because I mean, it, we're like what two percent of the population in in the Maritimes, maybe one percent of the population in New Brunswick. So, uh, we, we're not that many uh, by by yeah. per capita, and and you know when you when people see uh, a person of color, they usually think and and you know what I I come from a country that if you see a white blue-eyed russian lady in a in a country place they're like you you're not from here so when they see a a a black person here it's not necessarily the case uh a lot of people are from here but they still have the stigma that they're not from here but then you you come to a place and and you like you said you got to deal with it because we 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 live here and we we contribute here like everybody else it's just it's just like just because you're not used to it uh, it is what it is right so right i decided to grow my hair a couple years ago and it's like my mom's like why would you grow your hair like they're all like they're all worried about image like why would you grow your hair and you live out there i'm like why not you know what i mean like i gotta do me man (laughs) like you know so yeah my kids are gonna be raised here so Gonna, they might feel it as well, like how it was for me in the 80s, but he's got to grow up with thick skin. It's like, you're beautiful. Like, don't worry about what people say. Like, just do yourself, man. Just love yourself. Do what you do. Like, don't worry about what other people think because they're not as cool as you, for one. So, you know, it's like, don't worry about it, right? So just do you. Like, that's what they're learning from me. Like, I'm do, they're like, oh, what do you mean? Like, dad's doing an archer with Lego? What? Like, they don't understand it, but... Yeah, just, just do your thing and things will happen for you. So, yeah, Black in the Maritimes is like, I know it's not easy right now, but at the same time, it's like, hey, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get better. Because a lot of people are moving here now, so it's, it's changing, like I said. Like, um, like we have a we have a Jamaican uh, food stand here in, like, in Fredericton, which is I'm like, oh, that's dope. Like, things are like, it's, it's changing. We still have West Indian stores here yet. We do in Ontario, but you know, you can still buy your groceries online, I guess. But you know, <laughs> no, like, yeah, you know, we, we we have a Jamaican restaurant here, and we've been we've been lucky that Moncton has been 
going into a lot of uh you know we have the francophone people that immigrate for africa so there's like now like african restaurants african su- uh, supermarkets and there's like west indian supermarkets now and there's like yeah. latino supermarkets now so so yeah. that is it's getting there it's it's getting right. there slowly but surely but but it's definitely it's definitely great so chris i want to thank you for doing this i mean this was this was pretty dope and and again I hope to see more of your work. I think it, I think it's pretty cool. And uh, again, I think other people check it out. Check out the Instagram. Uh, we'll put it on Black in the Maritimes. And again, thank you for everybody that listens to the podcast. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere you get your podcast. Thank you for those who donate on PayPal and Patreon. We really appreciate your support. And check us out. Peace. Peace.